Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation and is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. We invite you to learn more by visiting healthcareexperience.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Healthcare Experience Matters. Today, we have joining us Katie Harris, and we are going to be talking, um, having a timely discussion on nursing and nurse burnout. And I just want to start things off by having Katie introduce herself, tell listeners about her professional background and what she's up to nowadays. Well, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, So I'm Katie Harris, and um, I have been a nurse for, uh, oh my God, (laughs) for a long time, uh, like 20, 25 years, somewhere around there. And uh, currently, I am the owner and CEO of Nursepreneurs, which is a business that helps uh, nurses um, start their own business. Um, It was something I wish I had had uh, when I started my own businesses, so um, yeah, so my my career has been, I spent my early career in neurosurgery, neurocritical care, spent a good 20 years there learning everything I possibly could. Absolutely loved uh, that job. It was the type of job where you just are constantly learning and it had a steep learning curve to it. So it was amazing for me uh, up until the point that it wasn't. <laughs> so um, yeah, and then that's when I started Nursepreneurs. But yeah, there's a lot to that. Yeah. And I want to get your opinion on, first of all, establishing what is nurse nurse burnout. And I know that you've done a lot of work with um, the state of mind and you know exploring what's been pushing frontline healthcare workers to their mental, physical, and emotional breaking points. So let's start it off by you telling me a little bit about your work there. Yeah. So, I mean, I I can certainly uh, tell you my story with burnout and then, uh, you know, I've heard similar stories to it. So again, uh, having worked with neurosurgery for so many years, uh, and it was great, um, but it was the type of thing that after you've done it for 5, 10, 15 years, right, um, you know, it does start to become the same thing over and over and over again, which is, was it's good and it's bad. It's, you know, it's good because you've, you've mastered something, but it's bad because you're, you're constantly in the same situation and you're constantly putting out the same fires and no matter how many issues you bring up or how many things that you want to talk about or change and nothing ever changes. It gets really frustrating. The other problem I had was um, as a nurse, I went from RN and then I got my master's degree. I actually have four master's degrees. I just kept collecting them and then went to uh, get my doctorate in nursing. So I had a PhD, but no matter how many degrees I got, I kept coming back to the same exact role in the hospital and I grew up with my my residents. My residents, they do seven years of residency. So I, I worked with them with their med students and interns and PGY2 and, and all the way up through their fellowship. Then they would graduate and become director of the cerebrovascular center or, you know, the stroke center or this center or that center. And um, I wasn't going anywhere. And, you know, it's still like I was trying to push initiatives, push change, push a lot of things. Um, and then my resident would graduate and become the director. And now 
was over me and telling me what to do or, or that kind of stuff. And it was, it was really frustrating. And I found myself, I found myself very frustrated. Uh, I would walk into the hospital and literally just be angry <laughs> and I not even know why. And I didn't recognize it at the time as burnout. Um, but I became angry, apathetic. You know, I used to say things like, well, that's just how we do things here because after a while you stop coming up with ideas uh, because none of them, they're either dismissed or I've even had my ideas kind of taken and somebody else ran with them. And um, it was just, it wasn't what I wanted. So I had to almost not care in order to work there. Uh, and I didn't like that person that it created. Uh, so I was looking for other things to do. And I had to find uh, the only thing I could think of at the time was like, okay, I'm in the neurosurgery unit. Maybe I'll switch over to ortho or I'll switch over to another floor. But um, I picked up a second job as an ortho NP just to kind of dip my toe in it. And it was the same thing. You know, it, it was a different hospital, different service, same crap. Um, so I realized that that wasn't going to be the answer. And then just kind of randomly out of the blue, I think the universe was sending me a message or something, but uh, Walmart called me, which was completely random and said, we're looking for a nurse practitioner to head up our uh, talent acquisition um, service line, which they had all these clinics down South. They had 15 or 16 different clinics down South and they staffed them all with nurse practitioners. So they needed to pull nurse practitioners in. And I was so excited um, and I got that job and that's what I ended up doing for the next couple of years uh, and started meeting all kinds of nurses that were doing amazing things. And it was like my bubble popped or something. And I thought, you know, all these years that I've been doing the same thing over and over again, and could never see past my role in the hospital. And I could have been doing so many other things. And it was just exciting and um, energizing. Uh, so, you know, that's how I got out of the burnout rut was because I had a newfound purpose for myself. And we know that nurses aren't leaving the profession. It's it's no secret. Um, do you want to discuss that phenomenon and what your thoughts are there? Yeah, I mean, so my my the time period that I uh, you know left the bedside was about two thousand. 14, 15, around there, which, you know, obviously predates COVID uh, by quite a bit. But my realization was that nothing was going to change. And I think that COVID really highlighted that for a lot of nurses, especially when they started getting furloughed um, or, you know, just kind of uh, moved around like chess pieces, if you will. Uh, and they, they really got the sense that they were a commodity in the healthcare system and not a professional service. And I think a lot of nurses lost their purpose on the floor as well and started feeling that frustration. Uh, and, you know, we saw them start chasing after staffing agency money, right? Like the staffing agencies were paying a crap ton of money to have nurses. Actually, the nurse would leave their job, join an agency and go back to the same job the next day at three times the pay. <laughs> and it was, um, you know, I think that uh, a lot of the burnout that we're seeing is the the nurses having lost um, a lot of purpose and a lot of culture uh, that used to be there in the hospital. And it was something that I had experienced. And when I talk about my experience, a lot of nurses resonate uh, quite a bit with it. Um, I just think it was amplified during COVID. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
you know, I, I also want to ask about how nurses can better maybe reconnect with the reason why they wanted to be a nurse in the first place, um, maybe reconnecting with their original purpose or their why. What do you think about that to help fight burnout? Yeah, no, I think I think it's really, really important because a, a lot of these nurses, because they are frontline workers, they see tons and tons of problems, right? We see problems. That's all we do all day is find problems and solve them. And um, a, a lot of the problems we can't solve on our own. And it, when you take them to try to get them solved, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, there's no money, there's no this, there's no that, you're not the person to do it. So a lot of them come out of the healthcare system looking for a way to implement those ideas. Either they're looking for grants or, you know, I mean, not, not everybody wants to start a business and I, I get that, but it's, it is um, an option for nurses that um, are, interested in pursuing their ideas and turning them into something um, that can make an impact for people. And that has been very energizing for, for many of the nurses. Um, and even if they don't even start the business, uh, building that program out and taking it back to the hospital that they, they worked in has had some incredible impact as well. So what was the reason why you went into nursing in the first place? What was your passion? Did you feel like this was a calling when you originally decided you wanted to be a nurse? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, was 16. I had a dream one night and I woke up the next day and told my mom I was going to be a nurse. And she and my dad, I mean, nobody in my family, in my extended family is medical, not even remotely medical. Everybody's a business person. And uh, yeah, they were really upset. They didn't want me to go into nursing. But um, I, it was just one of those dreams that it just, you know, the universe said, you need to go and do this. And that's what I did. And I never questioned it. And it has worked out incredibly for me. Very cool. Um, did you have any other final thoughts you wanted to leave us with on um, finding relief from burnout or anything else that you think would be, um, you know, interesting for the listener to hear? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one, it's recognizing a burnout. So, and to me, the nurses that are burnt out, it's kind of a misnomer as far as I'm concerned, because the nurses that come to us, you know, they're working three or four jobs, they've got family that they're taking care of. And on top of everything that they're doing, uh, they want to start a business in their free time. And to me, that is not the classic definition of burnout. You know, burnout would be somebody that has can't do one more thing, right? The nurses want to do more. So it's it's not burnout. And that's why you go back to, you know, I think they've lost a, a purpose of, for what they're doing and starting a business or starting any type of program or just getting out of where you are will do wonders for you. And I don't mean switch hospitals or switch hospital floors, but for I'm nursing, there's nothing that doesn't go with nursing. I mean, there's NASCAR nurses, right? There's Disney nurses, there's uh, cruise nurses, there's embassy nurses, there's space nurses, like, you know, there's so many other things that you could do, uh, really just exploring the different avenues that there are in nursing that you don't have to stay where you are. And, you know, if you're interested in a business, uh, we're certainly around to help those nurses. Um, but there's there's lots of opportunities. Katie, one thing I also wanted to ask you about before I let you go here is here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation, we have had a recently really popular webinar go out about um, nurse bullying. 
So before I let you go, I wanted to get your thoughts on um, nurse bullying. Have you seen that? Um, what what kind of, uh, you know, what, what, what can be done to address that? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the nurse bully, I, I, that really for me goes back to uh, this feeling of insecurity uh, that we, we have. And I, I see it a lot in when nurses come out of the hospital and they're in uh, a business role and they're kind of, uh, they, they lack a lot of times the self-esteem to push forward with the business. And I think that, you know, when I think of nurse bullying uh, and there's all different, you know, levels of it. So I, I don't want to generalize too much, but um, a lot of it comes from, uh, we see it with the older nurses or nurses that have been there that maybe are burnt out or have lost their purpose and their only purpose is to kind of torture other people, right? Like, you know, make them feel small or they do it to the residents, they do it to the nurses. Um, and it's, you know, almost kind of like a hazing rite of passage. And that's one form of bullying. And I, I really feel like that comes from those type of people that just you know, they lost their love for what they're doing and they, <laughs> they, they take it out on others. Um, and then there, I think there's other types of bullying that, um, you know, just stem from, you know, just the way the system is structured and, um, you know, we're in high intense environments and a lot of times and we're getting it from all sides and people vent differently and there's not a whole lot of outlets uh, for healthcare workers, you know, we're supposed to be um, stoic and not show too much emotion and, you know, not break down. But we absorb all these stories from from patients and families. And I mean, it, it, it's a it's a rough job. <laughs> Katie, this has been a great discussion. I want to thank you so much for your time. And um, again, this was awesome. And I really look forward to getting this one out to all our listeners. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me on today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.